0: Welcome to Truth Culture Life. I am Royce Hood. I am talking to you right now from a patio in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. I don't have any of my gear and my kids are running around. There's actually 16 kids at this house right now, all under the age of 18. It's it's wild. (laughs) So at any given moment, yeah, I could be slimed or silly stringed or anything
1: very humbling experience
0: (laughs) it is it is and you might know notice my voice sounds a little bit different i don't have all my fancy production gear but it's great we're rolling with it holy spirit action plan we have a a really special guest with us today that we'll introduce in just a moment sierra give us the weather report in north dakota what are we looking at
1: oh my goodness it's been thunderstorming all week so we're
0: sitting at about 74 with almost 100 percent humidity so (laughs) 74 you know i think it's probably about the same thing here it's foggy in uh, in Excelsior Springs, we've got Michael joining us from St. Louis. Not Michael Orsi, but but Michael from uh, Lorado. I always get your your company name wrong, but either way, you're working with us. So what's your what's the weather going on in uh, St. Louis?
1: Same thing. A little bit
0: overcast. A little bit of a light um, rain going on, but not too bad. That's good. Yeah, you get. Are, are you getting the? Yeah, go ahead, Yeah.
1: Are you guys seeing a lot of the fog then over where you're at? Like. The smoke. Canadian not smoke. Talk. It's smoke. it's not fog. It's exactly it's smoke. Everybody here's like it's really foggy. I'm like, it's smoke. <laughs> oh my goodness. We've been so lucky. We've missed all of that. I like it's I have a hard time believing that this whole summer there's certain states and certain people who have been affected by the smoke all summer. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: It is. It's not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, so and I, I would ask Father how it's going down in Naples, but again, he you know, he has a way of of staying busy i think he's probably doing his laps working on his tan right now so we'll check in with him later on in the week but for right now let's introduce our very special guest bear wasnik a, a professional surfer retired and uh joining us from hawaii what amazing. i didn't know i was retired are you still surfing professionally
2: well we I, i'll surf events every now and then legend events you know we're the old guys That's amazing i interrupted your introduction right. i'm sorry
0: My introduction was bad i was butchering it so go ahead we have a saying here roycisms i i kind of make things up as i go along and sometimes i get the details wrong so don't forget to chime in that will forever go down uh, as one of the roycisms so (laughs) well
1: i so bear we need the we need the weather report in hawaii yeah oh you want
0: the weather report here
1: yes Uh, well it's always (laughs) 85
2: degrees uh, about 85 degrees and the water temperature is almost always the same the surf is uh, is about two to three feet, but we had some advisory level earlier this summer here in Waikiki, um, and we don't have any VOG today. You know what VOG is? It's a rare occurrence, when the volcano blows on the big island, the baby island, <laughs> the big baby over there, a few hundred miles away, when the wind changes to what we call Kona, which is kind of rare, it'll blow the, the volcanic fog over here, the ash, so wow is that like
0: a regular is that a regular occurrence
2: Uh, it might be 10 days out of the year that we get it uh and it's not always it's not always you know smoking over there but um you know i always say that the big island as it's called the big baby it's going to stunt her growth if she keeps smoking like that (laughs) she's the biggest of the islands
0: wow i think so far bear has everybody else beat nobody else on this program has reported vog in their weather reports here and i could
2: show you outside as i said earlier but it's dark
0: it's dark we <laughs> apologize first of all to uh well, note to the schedulers here yeah we had no idea it's like the middle of the you know early morning it's not even light out for bear so yeah we could have totally done this a little bit later in the day so apologies bear but you're drinking your coffee it looks like right or
2: uh, yeah i'm right here in waikiki beach right on the beach This is the original high-rise in 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 uh, Waikiki, it's built on Queen Lili Okalani's land, and right next to me, in fact, right below me here, my condo is the altar of the Catholic church. Just right next that's door, so wow. that's amazing. Right but, yeah.
1: That's a beautiful church right there.
2: Oh, you've been there. I have, yeah. Oh, uh-huh, how cool! Did you surf while you were here? I did actually. Now that I think yeah. about it. Good for you. Yeah, it's kind of like if you don't surf while you're here. Everyone's going to ask you if you did, so whether you want to or not, you better go because <laughs> got to explain.
1: That's it awesome! I want to go surfing yeah. so bad. I don't know how I do. I did wakeboarding one time; it was a horrible experience. But <laughs> my well, one my of my favorite w- th- yeah. one of my favorite things to watch on TikTok is people who are farriers, so they work on like livestock feet. Yeah, people who wax surfboards. I will watch well, that all day. I don't need hysterical. that
2: skill. Yeah, you mean glass them <laughs> or wax them? They'll, they'll, like, start well, my the wife new would, board. Yeah. They'll oh, they start got with a composite Yeah. But we, all, we do yeah. that every – when we start – my wife I wasn't a wakeboarder. She was a, uh, a um, skier, but she used to – she learned how to um, barefoot ski by being duct taped to that pole that
0: they stick out the side. So anyway,
2: yeah, so uh, aloha from Waikiki
0: Beach. That's so cool. Aloha back to you. Amazing – um, I just love the fact that you're a surfer. Like honestly, so I grew up on the beach in Florida and Jupiter. Oh, you did. My wife's from Florida. I, where's she? Where's she from?
2: Well, she was raised in Annemarie Island and then up in Gainesville. But uh, we met when I was surfing a contest in Cocoa Beach.
0: Oh yeah, my brother lives in uh, Merritt Island, so I'm very oh, it's well great. familiar. Great place. Yeah. Constant. I mean, the, the waves there are pretty constant. They're never huge, but there's a constant swell and a great. Yeah. You know, so it's it's oh. nice. Jupiter. Jupiter is unique because the Gulf Stream is just two miles off the coast, so we don't always get the best waves. But we've got the Jupiter Inlet and the Juno Beach Pier, and there's usually some. I mean, it's like especially during storm season, we'll have some pretty nice swells, and it's 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 just beautiful. The water is crystal I clear. There, yeah.
2: I had a place there for for a few years while we were filming my TV show Long Ride Home, and uh, we were there through. I went through a hurricane, and the, the swells were. In fact, the first episode of our first season of Long Ride Home is a hurricane and have on the other, other other side of the hurricane you see us paddle out my wife and i tandem surf that's when i hold her when i lift that's when i won my my world titles different extreme lifts and you see us paddling out in the first episode on epic you know florida surf so
0: yeah i've seen still shots of that i'm sure i've seen it but i've seen that image of you holding your wife that's epic it yeah. really is like and there's been some like copycats since, and it's funny because people try to do it and then they wipe out and they fall.
2: <laughs> and, yeah, well, they, everyone loves the wipeouts. You know, you can do it, right? The greatest surf in the world and the one that gets the YouTube is the wipeout. But yeah, I, I developed the world tour and I surfed uh, all over the world. But if Cindy and I fell in
0: love on a tandem surfboard, so that's pretty cool. You know, there's something. We're still, um, and We're going to go tandem today. We still surf
2: tandem at least once or twice a week.
0: What kind of uh, what kind of swells are you looking at in uh, for today, like out, out where you are?
2: I don't know. I, you know, I never check the surfing part. Although there's a surf cam in my window, for surfers around the world can check out the surf on Surf News Network. And I don't know, and I don't care because I'm going to surf anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. This yeah, no, I was just We get our south swells, so yeah. uh, it's Waikiki's time of year, and we have. It's like living on an Asian hole golf course because there's all these different reefs, and they all break in different ways, and all pick up different swell directions right here in Waikiki Beach. So. um, So you can always find something to ride
0: pretty much. No, even uh, I I remember days like paddling out, whether it's just totally flat and you just sit out there for an hour and eventually something comes along. And it's just just being out in the water. There's something so beautiful about it. It's hard to explain. And it's funny being up here in the Midwest. A lot of people here are like afraid of sharks and different things. And I mean, it's funny. I've been in waves where you see black tips swimming by you like they've never ever bothered. Very
2: sharky. Florida is very sharky. The shallows are very sharky. Here in Hawaii, the water clarity is so clear that they look at you and you go, "Oh, he's not on my menu." You know, I'm, you, you know, <laughs> he's not a sea turtle or something. But in in in, in Florida, I feel like I've been walking on sharks. Sometimes it's very little little sharks, but still, they can take a chunk out of you. So they
0: can. The black, especially up in Cocoa, it gets uh, it's more a little bit more murky there. It's the water is really not as clear. Oh yeah, right
2: okay, that's interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So great stuff! Well, listen, I, I, we could spend the entire show talking about surfing; would be a lot of fun. Okay. Michael, I had, okay. I had, I actually had no idea Michael surfed. You, I didn't know you surfed, Michael.
1: Uh, like three times in my entire life. I, I'm actually more of a lake sport guy, so I, I do a lot of water skiing, wakeboarding. Okay. Do you barefoot? Do you barefoot ski? No, I'm not that good. <laughs> Amateur. A, yeah. So, so uh, the attorney general in North Dakota. Uh, that's like his, that's his favorite thing to do. He'll go out a couple of times a year. Well, he goes to the lake quite a bit, but he'll always post on his Instagram when he's out barefoot skiing. And it's the funniest thing. Next time he does it, I'll send it to you guys. Yeah. Wait, barefoot, barefoot
0: water skiing or barefoot, like snow skiing? In water skiing. Cause snow, snow, you'd get like, I, I imagine that would like destroy <laughs> your feet, right? You'd have like frostbite and all sorts <laughs> of other things. Probably. So there, there's
2: times a year there when the, there's times of the year then where the water isn't frozen
1: okay Okay, it it took me a second oh my gosh uh well we were talking i was just talking about this where like north dakota is so funny because we have about two and a half months of good weather and this we've all gotten to the point now in north dakota where we're all complaining about the heat and pretty soon we'll have a lot of snow so we all have to be grateful for what we have right now yeah i'm going i'm
2: coming up to sioux falls south dakota in november to uh to go have a talk to Real Presence Radio. And then I jam over to the British Virgin Islands. We got a sailboat over there. So we we hide out over there for a couple months every year. And we bring, we bring, uh, we do little mini retreats on it. So before,
1: before the show, Let's we were talking. Way. Yeah. Before the show, we were talking about yourself, Bear, and the fact that, you know, you were born in North Dakota. Could you tell us more about your story, how you got to be a legendary surfer, and now you're an author?
2: I'm kind of like Father Mitch Pacqua, you know. uh, he says he was born in Illinois or Chicago, but he got to Texas just as fast as he can. And I always, I always picture him as being um, in diapers with a cowboy hat and cowboy boots heading heading south. But I was born in the Dakotas, and I, and then I, we moved to Santa Cruz as a kid. And and uh, I just uh, surfing has always been like kind of the core of my life. Uh, it's funny that I have a motorcycle TV show. Our new season, by the way, Long Ride Home is going to air on EWTN starting in September one, I think, or first of September. Uh, the fourth season, and we, it's 11 episodes filmed here in Hawaii. But I was raised in the Catholic church, and uh, and my one of my favorite parts of my week was going to catechism. I loved, uh, uh, back in those days, it was the Baltimore Catechism, and, the, and it was all, all based on questions. So you get the question right, you get a holy card. But I grew up in the church, and uh, but I always wanted to have a deeper walk with God. I always thought, I had the feeling that God was the type of God, a father who would send child support checks, but wouldn't put, put you in your, his lap and hold you. You know, I just felt there was this distance between me and God. And I wanted, I was always searching for a deeper relationship. And so when I was 19, uh, back in those days, uh, it was called the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, its kind of the Wild West. Uh, but I experienced an incredible infusion of the power of the Holy Spirit when I was 19 that had just a dramatic life-changing experience of the infusion of God's love. And from that moment, I was an evangelist. I just figured everyone would want to know, um, the God who created the universe, if they could. And I knew him personally, and there was just no doubt about it. And so I became very evangelistic, but I was under catechized and I was, you know, looking for something deeper. And I, I really didn't have the, for some reason, I didn't get that. And I was in Waco, Texas at the time going to Baylor and, um, i met so many wonderful Protestants, you know, the Baptists and their love for scripture and the non-denominational churches. And so eventually I left the church. I kind of feel almost like the church left me because it just wasn't it, there. It was, there wasn't, there was something that wasn't there for me to communicate to me the, the rich teaching of the church. And I began, became a youth group leader and that sort of stuff in the non-denominational land. And, but then there came a time when I was kind of like, is that all there is? And, uh, there's got to be something more. Not, not saying I didn't have great, wonderful friends, wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, I was even miraculously healed of a really, really severe back issue that I had for 13 years. So hence now I'm a world champion tandem surfer. To all glory to God. But but I started getting hungry. And my, mo- my mother and father uh, had that same experience at the same time I did. My dad went on to become a Catholic deacon. And he sent me Stephen Ray's book, Crossing the Tiber and uh, now Steve's a good friend of mine by the way I have him on my show a lot and when I saw what the early church fathers said and then I'm back in the back in my radio show back here you can see the writings of the early church fathers when I found that the primitive church was a Catholic church I came roaring back to the faith and that was about oh, I started on my way back about 15 years ago and then really full on in about 12 years ago and just the, the the nature of the Lord to um, take you to Egypt, I guess, or, or allow that time in Egypt, and then bring you back to the, to the promised land. So I'm so fortunate to be Catholic. I, but I, but I, having said that, I respect and love all of our, all of our brothers and sisters in the Protestant faith. And in days like today, we all need to
0: stick together and find that common ground in Jesus, you know? Amen. Yeah, well, I think you're muted, Sierra, but you know, super, super well said, Bear. I think, um That common ground, it's interesting. The body, I've heard it stated this way, we all represent the body of Christ in different ways, right? And that body is a big body. Um, So to our Protestant brothers and sisters, um, that's just such a great way to look at it. So I I love it. Sarah, take it away. I think you were going to ask about, you had a couple questions.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to say, what a wonderful testament. And it's great that, you know, we all have these different perspectives and different journeys and paths in life, so we can share those perspectives. Uh, But your new book is called uh oh my goodness it's like 12 I'll, I'll, rules
0: of manliness
2: 12, 12, the, of manliness it's 12 rules for manliness for manliness where yeah. have all the cowboys gone as a the subtitle and then it's based on royce's life that's what it says in the
0: parentheses <laughs> but yeah my my manly voice
1: <laughs> i love that yeah so yeah. what what's this book about what could people expect it's about royce
2: of? It's all about it's rice. about
1: okay <laughs> yeah and Michael
2: no uh my you know my wife and I were cruising along <clears throat> Diamond Head here by the ocean and this song came on the radio maybe you're familiar with it i forget the name of the artist but the song is called where Have all the cowboys gone and she's saying you're going to love this song and it was really that moment when i was inspired to write this book i had been it really gave me the the the, the weightiness of what it, what it would be cuz i've been to thinking about it, at any rate, but I was a big. I mean, all all men my age. And I think a lot, there's a big renaissance in Western type um, media and videos now, and the country Western music has become real meaningful to me too. <clears throat> but I, uh, I, I, i when I was young, all my heroes were cowboys, and I mean, I loved to to uh, practice my quick draw to my Clint Eastwood holster, and I would jump and roll on the ground and shoot like uh like uh little joe did on bonanza although i i don't know if he's exactly the best model for a man because i think he got shot 18 times and he killed 67 people in those, in those movies. but i was a big louis lamore uh fan as i used to be a corporate banker and as i would fly around the country i would read louis lamore and uh and i found his writings to be virtuous and uh i found that um actually the women in his books also were always very strong although they sometimes would find themselves in a vulnerable place and the men needed to step up but so in my book i used a lot of his quotes in fact my tv show long ride home i didn't know it but it's based on the the titles of one of his 105 books i have those leather bound books behind me um i was reshuffling books and the book fell out and i go oh my gosh i stole the name from louis l'amour so i wrote to his wife kathleen and asked if i could use some of the quote his quotes in the book so uh, so, but the the whole the whole cowboy mystique and that commitment to a manly virtue, I just use all those examples, uh, uh, challenging men to be virtuous and encouraging women to find men like this and not to settle for anything less.
0: All right, this is so good. I mean, there's there's a, a pandemic of neutered men running around right now, and I think skinny jeans have something to do with it. I don't know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you've been jean shopping recently, Bear, like they're getting tighter and tighter. And in addition to where did all the cowboy goes, like where did all the normal clothes go?
2: Well, I just wear surf,
0: surf trunks all day. I've got my surf trunks on. Board, board shorts. Board shorts, right? And what's yeah. great about board shorts is you can dress them up or down. Um,
2: yes, it's a fashion statement.
0: It <laughs> is. I, I love board shorts. All the, yeah, absolutely. Okay, listen, we got to jump to our first commercial break. You're listening to Truth Culture Life on Catholic Spirit Radio. Such a fun show. We're going to get more into um, manliness and fashion. I promise. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? On the other side of the break, so stick with us.
3: Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. Am I pregnant? This is often the first question a woman needs answered when she comes to the Pregnancy Resource Center. What now is the second question. Living Alternatives Pregnancy Resource Center is committed to providing excellent care, compassionate support, and honest information to those facing pregnancy decisions through authentic relationships that display grace, honor life, and foster community. Living Alternatives needs your help to encourage and support women in Bloomington Normal. Make your donation or find out more ways to get involved at PregnancyResourceCenter.org.
0: Welcome back to Truth, Culture, Life on Catholic Spirit Radio. Wow, what a cool show. We were When we left off, we were talking about, first of all, I love board shorts. And we were talking with Bear about manliness. My wife makes fun of me because if I could, I would probably wear board shorts every day. But I can't, especially in the Midwest. It gets... Absolutely miserably cold, but manliness, Bear. Let's talk more about that. Where have all the cowboys gone? The twelve rules for manliness. What are the twelve rules in a nutshell?
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't rem- remember all of them. But uh, one of the first <laughs> things I say in the book is uh, is that every man needs to have a code and a creed that he can live by. Uh, so that's two different things. Uh, your 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 creed is like. Basically, who you are in essence in one or two sentences, and so I guide people and suggest that people men men do that. Uh, my own personal creed is that the most radical quest you can pursue in life is to abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. But then we need to have that 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 code we live by. For example, as a Benedictine oblate, the rules of Saint Benedict. Um, as a Boy Scout, you know I had the, the 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 Boy Scout oath, but also the code. You know that uh and and the marines have their separate semper five semper fi, but they also have a, a marine code they live by my boyhood hero duke hanamoko duke hanamoko his creed was to live by aloha and so which means love so um and so men need to really define who they are and then how they're going to live that out and when you do that you know the catholic catechism talks about virtue when you do that it's basically to pursue virtue uh whether it's the cardinal virtues of of justice, self-mastery, prudence, and fortitude, or the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. Those you, you you put into those 12 rules. So some of my rules are, for example, ride for the brand. Uh, a man needs to be dangerous. And uh, how a man treats a woman defines him. Um, being, you know, fitness to witness. Um, uh, having, not, not just passing through, but being goal-directed. I, sh- I love that saying, from a good friend of mine, Jason Jones, And I say that all the time you said it off air earlier the Holy Spirit action plan to actually have a plan there's a in Habakkuk it says I know what I have in store no in Habakkuk it says write down this vision in words big enough so that the one who's reading it can run while they're reading and so we need to go to the Holy Spirit have wild dreams discern them parse them down and then choose which ones discern which ones are the Lord's write them down and pursue them so there's so much to it, but what I think, what one of one of the the key things I think in our age now, is writing for the brand. Uh, men don't stand up for for the brand. They don't, you know, when when the woke culture clashes against them, they just remain silent. And so we need to be able to to stand up and 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 be counted. And you know, men keep their word. A cowboy was always famous for keeping his word. So um, we can tackle any one of those and go deeper. But um, I don't use the word
0: masculine. I use the word manly.
2: Because masculine's been co opted.
0: No, I, I loved what you said about like, you know, going on an adventure and basically trusting God's will, um, providence, right? God's providence. That's the essence of the Holy Spirit action plan. I actually stole that from Jason. Um oh, I've known Jason. Jason. I know I've known Jason for about ten years. We worked on a movie together a number Wait, of years. What was it? Ago. Bella or Bella or what? Uh, sing, sing a little louder. Uh, it's oh, a that, short Yeah. Yeah, short epic. It was it was like a feature length. Short epic. It wasn't feature length, but it looked like a feature length the way it was shot. It was a really. Well, fun he's production. a bit of a
2: rookie, but I, I, you know, no, he and I are uh-huh. great friends. Of course, I met him here in Waikiki, so because he's now in yeah. Texas. He, right yeah,
0: he bailed. I, yeah, he, uh yeah, he went to Texas. It's funny. Um, but I told him I was like, you know, Jason, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of use that Holy Spirit action plan, and I'll give you credit where credit is due because I'm good at doing that. But yeah, I totally borrowed that from him. I love it because it. What does that mean? It goes along with what you're saying. It's you know, trusting God's will, trusting providence. So, so important. Um, and when,
2: wow. you, when, when you do that, when you, when you're not in God's will, you don't see, you, you don't get to see God do stuff, but Absolutely. when you're in God's will, usually it's an adventure. Usually he's asking you something beyond your ability. Uh, in other words, where you need grace and God's cooperation, <coughs> excuse me. And so then you see those, brick walls in front of you that just collapse you know or you see just provision like something really big we just kind of put together recently and god just gave me all the pieces and i go oh and i just put the pieces together but he helped me put all that together and you see the holy spirit move so to be in god's will you know and and jesus what would jesus creed be it would be um um thou shalt love the lord thy god with all the heart soul strength and mind and love others as yourself But also one of his major creed was, thy will be done. You know, God's will is God's will is really another way of saying God's love. And so to to but you don't get to be in God's Holy Spirit action plan if you don't have a relationship with them. You know, Abraham was given the charge to go to the land that I will show you. But God didn't give him a map. He had to check in every day. He was a nomad. Where are we going to today, Lord? Or Moses wandered in the wilderness when the cloud would lift. So we men. Need to spend an hour every day with the Lord. In in Hawaii, you know what it's like. You guy, guys come here and they buy the Abercrombie and Fitch shirts that say lifeguard on it, but they're posers. And a lot of guys say they surf, but when the when the waves are big, they don't paddle out. We call them posers. So, if you're a man and you're not spending that kind of time with the Lord every day, you're a poser. And the worst thing is, pe- people people who are counting you are going to be. Are, you're not. You're going to let them down.
1: That's so, huge. Go ahead, Tara. Well, so one thing I wanted to, you know, I talk about this with my friends all the time. And with this issue of manliness and people not being manly, like there are people my age who talk about how, well, with the rise of feminism and the rise of women being independent and, you know, men feel like they can't be manly anymore. They feel like they can't do those things.
2: So what do you say to those people? Well, it's not just your generation, but... I mean, it, it's just a, it's wimps. Those are wimps. They have no backbone uh, John Wayne. in I think I forget which movie it was in, but he, it was a little more Western that was made into a movie. He said, uh, you know, a boy. Uh, it's responsibility that makes a boy into a man. And when feminism came on, it was great in many ways because women found their place were given the freedom and the ability to, to grow and to, and to flourish. But as women took on more and more responsibility, the men just said, well, then you do it. And they just, uh, and they just, um, um, you know, they left a vacuum. For, for example, <clears throat> I think in the whole area of, of abortion, that <clears throat> probably 70 to 90% of abortions wouldn't be there. If a man who was fathered a child, didn't say this to a woman, I will support you, whatever you choose, which is basically to say, Basically, it's a wimp thing to say. What he should say is, "I'm here to help you. Let let's have this baby. If you, if you, if you don't want to keep it, I understand. I'll keep it. Or let's bring it up for adoption." But I think most abortions, uh, first of all, they wouldn't happen if uh, if men were being celibate until marriage. Um, you know, Humane Vitae spoke very strongly uh, against contraception. All Christians up until about the '40s believed that you shouldn't use contraception. Of course, not uh, no abortion. But men, are, men are, are using women, objectifying women, instead of, uh, instead of making them a subject of love. And so in women, once, once the, the pill came along, it's kind of like they lost their ability to or they, they chose to, to lose their social contract with each other and yield to men who want to have sex outside of marriage. And so that happens. And then you have a baby coming, and uh, the men won't step up. They won't say, I will help you, whether it's the father of the child or a, or the father of the daughter who's pregnant or an uncle or anyone. If men would step up and take kuleana, as we say in Hawaii, responsibility and stewardship, most abortions wouldn't happen. Uh, I was in Cleveland and uh, at a Christian rock concert in this and we were there on our motorcycles and this one young lady walked up to me and she said, no one knows this, but I will tell you that I had an abortion and I, I, I feel very ashamed about that. and and really, that, what what that was, was there was two victims there. And I said, well, if there was a man in your life who would have stepped up, would you have done that? And she said, no. So men are just wimps. And um, we need to challenge them. And when Cindy and I show up someplace, Sarah, you know what happens? When we go together to speak, because a lot of times I speak to men's events, but we speak speak to groups like, uh, like uh, we're going to be doing with Real Presence Radio there in the Midwest, the Dakotas and Minnesota, the women will be surrounding our car before we get out, before we can open the trunk and get our stuff out. And they're saying, please tell men we need them to be men again. And when I go to Theology on Tap, the women will go, tell these these guys, these nice guys, that we don't need nice guys. We need good men. And we're tired of them hanging around us. And let's all go bowling together. But none of them ask us out on a date. And then if they do, we hang out forever and ever and ever. They never ask us to marry them. And, and then we they say well let's just move in together and then when the baby comes we get engaged but still don't get married. So men are whips and they need you know uh, I, I really think though uh, that that there's a, the pendulum is swinging and these boy I call them man boys. you know what you know what Thomas Aquinas uh, called an effeminate man his definition of an effeminate man is one who seeks pleasure instead of responsibility And so uh, but in the it's the nature of a man to want to be a hero if they mm-hmm. tap into that feeling and, and they have a pattern to follow, and they're in the company of other men, you know, I had a cabin up in Montana by Glacier Park, We built it with my sons, my daughter, a mile and a half from Canada, right on, right on the border of Glacier Park. And when I first bought that land, it was raw land. And when I walked into, hiked into the land, um, I saw across the meadow here, a, a, a wolf. And it was by itself. It had those crazy green fluorescent eyes. And um, I would see this wolf every now and then. I realized this isn't my land. This is his land, you know. But uh, in, the, in the fall, when it gets really quiet, all the alps have moved on. The grizzlies are in their cabins, and the birds are flowing south. And if the first snowfall comes and there's no leaves, it's so quiet, you think you're hearing a sound, and it's really just you imagining it. But I heard a sound. I thought of footsteps, and I looked out, and here was a a guy looked kind of like a trapper walking my way. He happened to be a professor from Missoula and he tracks bears and wolves and lions that they've tagged. And I asked him about that wolf and he goes, that wolf? And I said, yeah, it's kind of, it, you know, it looks scary and intimidating, but he looked a little bit scrawny. He said, well, that's a lone wolf. I've been tracking him too. He's, he was an alpha male that got pushed out by the pack and he's alone now and, and wolves hunt in packs. So he just gets the leftovers. He, or what he can, what he can, you know, get for himself, and so these men who think, "Well, I don't need to go to church. I can be a lone wolf. I can be my own man. I don't need other men." Um, they're gonna, they're gonna die young. They're gonna get picked off, just like the guys in the time of Moses when the Amalekites. You know the Amalekites, right? They're like the mosquito bites. You have mosquito bites up there. Um, yep. When they would roll through the, when they would roll through the wilderness, the Amalekites would come and pick off the stragglers. And so, one of the things I stress in in the book is. Yeah, twelve rules for manliness is that men need to be in brotherhood, and we have that at our Bear School of Manliness. The man cave is like a non-Facebook community, and and we share all of our YouTube moments and our the deeper things in our lives, and we uh, get a Zoom meetup once a month, and then we have three-year curriculum in the man in the Bear School of Manliness. That way, all go through together. But here's the thing: men will then take their sons through that curriculum. It's got video, audio, written, uh, set self-assessments. But women, especially. Mothers who, who are raising their sons without a father, lead them through that. So, men need to be in the company of other men. And you think about uh, my good friend Steve Ray, who wrote Crossing the Tiber. He he believes they discover, he discovered helped discover the cave of Adullam, where where David met when he was on the run from Saul. He hid in the cave of Adullam, and all that it says all these guys would come who were like they were like the misfits. They they had um. The old money or the on the run for the law or i always say like on the run from their mother-in-law but they're all in there and they would uh they formed each other and god formed them in the company of men so men if you're not if you don't have a men's group in your church find two other guys and start one uh but men need to have brothers like what i do, when i go out and travel a lot I, I have cigar nights i have my own line of cigars based on the seven virtues and 70, you know, come on guys, we're going to have a Bible study. Three guys show up. We're going to have a cigar night, 70 guys show up. And then we get gritty. And like my good friend, uh, Catholic cowboy priest, Father Bryce Lundgren, his new book, the Catholic cowboy away, by the way, published by my publisher, Sophia. Also, um, you saying, if I'm walk, if I'm riding over the range with Zeke and I say, Hey, Zeke, we need to be a little bit more vulnerable with each other and more open. He would ride for the hills. But if you said, hey, Zeke, let's get gritty and real, then, then we can have a gritty and real conversation. So when, when I get with men, we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about sports too much. We just get real. So, yeah, men need, br- men need brothers. And that's how you become a man. Right, Michael? He's, our, he's one of our producers, right? That's Indeed. how You, you got to be with other men.
1: With right, men I think you also have to be with uh, a solo group, another parallel group of virtuous women as well. I think they come in tandem.
2: Wouldn't that be that would that be great? And then you find that woman and then you say, Okay, uh, she kind of finds you really, but you find that woman and then you kind of say, Let's go tandem surfing alone, just the two of us, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. like her, you know. But you need wow, men men need, to, men need to man up and ask a girl out on a date, dude. I love
1: that. That like you telling that story is fantastic because my girlfriends, like we always talk about things like that because all of us were raised together, Catholic, and I live in the area that I grew up in, and uh, we use the term beta. So yeah. if we ever talk about a man who yeah. you know can't get his life together or is being this nice guy or a pushover or isn't manning up, he's a nice guy. We call them, hey, we call them a beta male.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, hate, I hate nice guys. You know, <clears throat> I've had people introduce me as a nice guy and go, "No, I'm not. I'm really not. Actually, I'm not." I mean, I, I can, I can have a, I can lose my temper out in the water. If someone cuts me off, I can, you know, I've been known to use a, a, a cuss word when someone, uh, you know, almost runs over me in the car here in Waikiki or something. I mean, I'm, I'm not a nice guy, but I am a good man. I will, I will, I'm, I, I choose fortitude. I choose uh, wisdom. I choose justice. I choose uh, self mastery. I choose laying down my life. So I don't, my goal isn't to be nice uh, nice guys are just passive wimps. My mother used to call them wet noodles. She said, it's like a wet noodle. You tr- go to push it and it just bends up on itself. It says you can't get it to move. So men, I just want to encourage the men out there because there's a lot of men listening to this who do have the sense in them of, of, of a call to be heroic. And uh, <laughs> I can let you know the real women out there are looking for real men. That doesn't mean the satanic sort of push to be macho, you know, of the past but now it's swung the other way to this effeminate neutered man as you, as you say, um, yeah. you, know, uh, you should be able to tell a difference between a man
0: and a, and, and uh, a nice guy. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think of men as being, you know, strong, fair. I tell my kids, like when they're playing, when they play soccer matches with the other kids in the neighborhood and you know, they'll get, they'll get pretty heated sometimes and you know, somebody gets knocked over. Whether they're on your team or not, you know you offer your hand. You help them up, and it's funny because one of the neighborhood boys likes to pick fights. I have five sons here, and um, they'll this this guy will come over and pick a fight with one of my boys, and it's it's kind of funny because he's you know, my boys have they're, they're a bunch of brothers. Like next thing you know, it he's got four or You're five good boys, yeah, right. And 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 the dad is like, you know, what are you thinking? There's four of them, <laughs> like probably not the best idea to pick a fight with one of them, but. Anyways, you know, but then, but you're fair. Like, you know, I love that, that strength. So tell us a little bit, you've got so much going on. Okay. And, and for our listeners, we listen to truth, culture, Live with bear. actually you know what we should do. Let's jump to a break. When we come back, let's talk about some of your websites, some of your books. And, uh, and we'll go a little bit deeper into some of the things that you're working on. So stay with us. We'll be right back on truth, culture, life.
1: Would you pray?
3: Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. Am I pregnant? This is often the first question a woman needs answered when she comes to the Pregnancy Resource Center. What now is the second question. Living Alternatives Pregnancy Resource Center is committed to providing excellent care, compassionate support, and honest information to those facing pregnancy decisions through authentic relationships that display grace, honor life, and foster community. Living Alternatives needs your help to encourage and support women in Bloomington Normal. Make your donation or find out more ways to get involved at PregnancyResourceCenter.org.
0: Welcome back to Truth Culture Life. I'm Royce Hood, and what a great show. We are talking with Bear about manliness um, and he, he Bear has just so much going on. I want to plug a few of his websites. First of all, deepadventure.com um, and, and Bear's Man Cave. You've got Bear's School of Manliness. We're posting some of Bear, the links. We'll have some links on our website. Go ahead, Bear.
2: Deepadventure.com takes you to all those. So just Okay. That's the source.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. That's so good. So deepadventure.com. I, I mean, look, I feel like men's retreats, you, you talked about retreats earlier. I don't Dennis, call them
2: retreats. I don't call them retreats.
0: What do you call them? I, li- I like that. I
2: call them meetups or advances, but I'm not going to retreat.
0: Heck, yeah. Meetup advances. I like it. Go on the offensive, right? I mean, we're not, right. we're not cowards hiding. We're, we're, we're yeah, leading when, the when,
2: way. Yeah, when we're, out, when we're out riding our motorcycles, you know, it's, very, it's the hardest thing I've ever done shooting that TV show. People ask me, well, do you ever come under spiritual attack or under spiritual warfare? And I go, no, it's never happened. We're on the attack. Like, yeah, You know, sometimes we meet resistance, but, you know, that scripture verse They, you know, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. You know, well, gates don't attack people. You know, we attack the gates. And wow. so, yeah, so I interrupted you. Sorry.
0: No, you didn't. Look, and this, is, this is what it's all about. You know, I want listeners to be able to check out the different things that you're involved with. I'm sure a lot of them are aware of EWTN's uh, motorcycle immersive reality show, Long Ride Home, which you already talked about. You've got a new season you mentioned that earlier when, when's the new season begin
2: i think it's right first week of september So all Ooh. shot in hawaii and my sons uh shane and joshua they're uh they're the they're the the genius behind it they're the producers the editors the directors and all of that so uh and they're they're uh you know it's, it's been it was a real privilege to work with them all these years we're moving on to different projects now but um yeah and then of course we have the radio show uh, the Bear Wozniak Adventure. It's on, uh, we also have a YouTube channel, Bear Wozniak Deep Adventure. All of our radio shows, I teach, I, I read through and teach through the whole catechism. Usually while I'm by the beach, that whole series is there. And we're about to start a new project called Adventures in Paradise. It'll be focused mostly on my wife and I. So go to Bear Wo- Bear Wozniak Deep, uh, Deep Adventure and subscribe to the YouTube channel too. And also That's our great. show is off video and... Uh, and my new book 12 rules for manliness Where have all the cowboys gone you can get it at Sophia, or our website deepadventure.com or go to amazon buy the book and write a review that would be a great help to us
0: yeah can people get uh their, do you ever do any book signings or anything like that for your different projects yeah.
2: i i would love to i mean i i, yeah, I wherever I, I speak a lot of men's conferences i speak a lot in the legatus groups and, and and then and then basically radio uh galas you know where they're doing their their annual galas and other places and i usually bring my books a lot of times my wife who i love so much and sometimes my cigars
0: <laughs>
2: the seven right, virtues right. cigars.
0: So, so are the you seven rolling these cigars, cigars, cigars are so cool. yeah because you roll the, these the, yourselves? i mean no no
2: they're they're but they are hand rolled incredibly great cigars but the label on them each of the labels represents one of the virtues so it has the virtue name in, in latin english and then inside that when you unpeel it there's a there's a quote from one of my books on that virtue so it's a way for men to really have a deeper dialogue. That's what it does.
0: All right. What's your drink of choice paired with a uh, Seven Virtues cigar? I'm not that sophisticated. I, I, it's just whiskey. It's just a whiskey. That's I probably
1: that's... the most like cowboy answer you could give.
0: <laughs> exactly. Come on. So yeah. there's a lot. I've been learning about whiskey. This is not a drinking show, right? But Catholics, every now and then, we like to have our cocktail. And I was with a certain priest for a few days at a certain abbey. And uh, I won't get into too many details, so, but it really turned me on to uh, to whiskey. It was it was funny. I, mean, I was always more of like just a beer drinker, and it's delicious. And I didn't realize like there's like an entire science behind, you know, the barrel, the aging, the this and the that. I can't wrap my head around it, but I you know I have a lot of respect for. Do you, do you ever watch? You, you know the guys at the Catholic Man Show there in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. They always get.
2: do a manly. I always review a manly beverage at the beginning of every one of the radio shows. You know, and they're great guys because the way they got their – they they are the owners of that radio station, or they they bought it. Someone wrote them at ten o'clock in the night. Do you want to buy a radio station by midnight? They bought it. You know, it was one of those little, little FM stations. But talk about Holy Spirit action plan and not and not waiting. You know. So, yeah. So um. So uh, nothing like a shot of whiskey and a cigar. Sitting on the back deck and letting the men know we're here to talk about, you know, whatever that is going to be. You know, like my books are a good way for men to walk through. My book, "Deep Adventure: of The Way of Heroic Virtue," is a great. five seven page book where they can read and they can talk. But you want to go to a Bible study? Oh man, I got to. No, I don't think you want to have cigars. Yeah, I'll come. So I encourage men to have manly events. You know, for men.
0: Hey Amen. You know, this is so great. You know, it's funny, and this is a pure coincidence. I don't know if anybody else, Sierra Michael, if you picked this up, but right, he mentioned they uh, mentioned he's a Benedictine Oblite. I think every single show we have had for the last couple of months, the Benedictines are somehow involved in some way or another. Mm-hmm. What is a coincidence of that? Like what is it's happening? A new sign. <laughs> That's because we're, we're the best.
2: That's because we're the best.
0: And, uh, you know, during, during the, uh, you know, the age of martyrs, right. It was the the Benedictine monasteries that popped up, that became like a refuge for people and and everything from, I mean, it's just amazing. So we're working on a movie right now about sister Wilhelmina called incorruptible Yeah. and, um, yeah. So that's why I'm here. I'm in Missouri. I'm up at the Abbey almost every week with the sisters and Gower, and, uh, we're going to be filming the reenactment scene soon of the discovery is what it's called, which will be for our trailer, which is just amazing. Um, and, uh, I recently received paperwork on like what it would be to, what it would mean to become an Oblate, right? Uh, sort of, sort of like a, a lay apostle of the order. And it's, it's just amazing. The Benedictine way of life is so cool.
2: Yeah. I think I have my, oh, I usually have my, my book, my rules of Benedict right here, but I guess I don't have it here next to me right now. <laughs> but
0: no, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. It,
2: it, but, it, it, but what it is, <laughs> is, the essence of it is I think what God is calling men to do, which is to first of all, have that prayer life. You know, my prayer life is uh, going down to the beach in the morning, usually, and I'll have my liturgy of the hour time. But then, uh, and then I pray. And then I also, I will bring a, a book because a lot of my fellowship with God would be reading one of the church fathers or, or, or a, a really good book that um, has come across. And I kind of have a dialogue with the Lord, you know, and then, of course, reading through the Bible. Uh, we're, my wife and I are working through Genesis right now, actually, but and then reading wonderful books that cause you to have a dialogue with God. Uh, and then I actually have a, a habit of going out in the ocean, you know, surfing and all that, but I go out in the ocean once uh, once a day for an hour and I, I, you know, I just tread water for an hour and uh, I can go off into the best prayer times doing that. <laughs> you get into a place where there's kind of a, the way the, the ocean is in motion, but there's no waves breaking right on top of me and there's no people and just close my eyes and
0: tread water and just, go away. So men need to find Fair. a way to have a, a prayer life with God. Let me pick up on that for a moment. And this is something I've told my wife and she's from the Midwest and I've, you know, the hardest part for me moving to the Midwest was not being next to the ocean. I mean, I grew up on the beach.
2: It happened to too. 13 years away from the ocean.
0: Yeah. It's, it, and I've explained it to people. Like, imagine you see the, the full moon, you see the sun every day and all of a sudden you don't see the beach. Like it's, it's, and there's something really like there's something so godly about being out in the ocean. There's something so spiritual about being out in the water. What what you just oh, described, the, Holy Some
2: of the spirit hovering over the deep, you know, brooding. I mean, and it's I, it's, it's I, all that. Yeah. It's a, and the fact that the ocean's in motion, you know, that sense of living water, as the early church uh, called. Uh, they always baptized in moving water in springs, you know. But yeah, you know, but there's also something too. The, the ocean. Um, we love to see people come, especially who haven't had that experience. Like yesterday, I was out treading water. My wife joins me for 30 or 40 minutes, and she was on the beach. And this, this this, guy started talking to her just about the wonder of it all. He had never been there. He didn't understand anything about it. And, But it's also the way we you think about that as an allegory for us going deeper with the Lord. You know, there's that moment when a man has to say, I'll turn my back on the aina, the land. And on the land, the aina, things are always changing. You know, buildings going up, cars sitting, rusting knew everything else. But when you turn your back on the aina, right, the first spiritual lesson of, of the Carmelites is, is detachment. And you swim out or you paddle out into the deep and you look at the ocean and although there's waves and all of that, it's pretty much the same and you abandon yourself like that. Then you go out and then you wait, right? A surfer goes out and waits. We're like sentinels out there. And you wait for that wave, you know, of the Holy spirit in a sense, right? As you paddle out. And then when we see a wave, you know, often we'll paddle to it. We see it coming, maybe a mile out or a half a mile out, and you paddle a hundred yards, fifty yards, twenty yards to get in position. Uh, that's that seeking the Lord. And then when you turn and you go for a wave, you paddle with all your might to catch a wave, and uh, and that's that 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 zeal and determination for the Lord. And then and then you you drop in and you always drop in on the peak of a wave. You don't catch it at the bottom peak of it. So there's that free fall. And once you do that free fall, you've abandoned yourself to that wave. When my son Jeremiah surfed an 85-foot wave, he was abandoned to that wave. And, and that's that abandonment to God's will. But when you do that bottom turn. You, you caress the face of the wave. You know what I mean? you like caressing the face of God. And you use it to stall the board so you're deeper in the pocket, deeper in the curl. And, uh, and then hopefully the tube comes over the top of you. And you're just totally hidden in the Lord. You know, surfers, when we say, uh, we come to the beach, it happened just just the other day. My wife said, yeah, it's just like you said, I did something, got a great wave and came to the beach. And someone said, man, that was a great wave. They didn't say, man, you surfed that wave good. They gave glory to the wave. And so as Christians, if we're moving in the Lord, people see us doing these wonderful, beautiful things God leads us to do. They shouldn't see us, right? They should see the wave. They should see God. When there's really big surf, you lose the sense of how big it is because it's so big. Uh, but you'll see, you'll think it's big, but then you'll see way out there, a half a mile or a mile away, you'll see someone carving on a wave, and you just see the the plume of his board, you know, in the back, and you go, "Oh, that's bigger than I thought." And we, so that's what when we when we're in God's will, people see that and they see the, the glory of God. And then our total goal is to be hidden in Christ, to be riding in the tube. And you know, when you run, drop in on a big wave, usually you've got so much speed you can actually outrun the wave. So you always have to keep doing that cutback, get back to the power vortex. Always return to the Lord. Always let your, you, you know, let your life return back to Jesus. So yeah, there's something so. When I came back to the Catholic Church, I thought of the Catholic Church as the ocean. You know, right here you go three miles out, and then it goes three miles deep. So the depth of Catholic teaching, the breadth of Catholic teaching, the richness of it. It's beautiful,
0: powerful. You know, that's a, uh, that's a beautiful place to wrap up. Uh, Wow. I wish we could keep going, but we're out of time today. You're listening to Truth Culture Life. We've been uh, this last hour, uh, just been on with a really, really special guest. And I just want to encourage everybody to check out Bear's website, deepadventure.com and also his new book by uh, published uh, through Sophia Press. Twelve Rules for Manliness. Where have all the cowboys gone? If you do a sequel, bear, maybe you could say where where have all the surfers gone? I don't know yeah. how many surfers are, but.
2: well, you know, people think of surfers as laid back people, but really, the real, you know, there's something very de- deep about about surfing. Depends on where they're
0: surfing. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, actually, I wrote that book already. My first book is called The Surfer's Guide to the Soul.
0: I saw that. That's it. Yeah, That's really, I already wrote beautiful.
2: that book yeah
0: so we're well alright so check out everybody just check out Bear's uh, website also go to bearway, bearswave.com we'll post links online you're listening to Truth Culture Life we're out of time guys thank you so much uh, for joining us today and we'll see you next weekend Aloha Aloha Bear thank you so much